Hi, this is your host Ian and this is Friday Night Shudder. On today's edition, just recapping Bye Bye Man Part 2. Uh, for various reasons, it's been a long week. I got to Thursday, I was doing Do The Hangle Watch and to be perfectly honest, I don't have the energy or enthusiasm. A uh, very long working week in the NHS this week and I'm nearing vacation next Friday for a couple of days and to be honest, I'm exhausted. So, unfortunately no handle watch this week and maybe, probably next week. I think the recap of Bye Bye Man, the sort of end recap, it's very good. Um, but that's what you're getting this week. Uh, if anyone's disappointed, I apologise, but... I, some weeks I'm just impressed and I managed to do anything because this is despite the fact that it sounds like I'm just watching movies and recapping it takes a lot of work to get this podcast and some weeks it's a long one and I managed to engine to do a move half a movie recap and have a watch and move your point or whatever and some weeks I don't and it's this week I don't but anyway hope you enjoy it and after you listen to the um Bye bye man recap, I'm going to give an idea of what's going to be happening in future episodes, so bear with us a few seconds. Right, so it's time for part two of this terrible, terrible, terrible movie. Oh, there's 53 minutes left. Look, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you guys, I'm recording this on Saturday, I'm not having a great day. No, I'm recording this on Sunday. I am. I'm having a great day. It's fine day. It's a good... Saturday is lovely. Sunday is okay. But, um... Anyway, the gist is that I am having a strange day. In parts, really good. In parts, not so good. Um, for various reasons. And so, the last thing I really, really want to do is recap a terrible movie like Bye Bye Man. With a actress who doesn't look like she wants to be there sneezing while talking to a man in a greenhouse a hot house it's actually not cold or honey apparently maybe she should be home in bed look but the podcast the wheel never stops turning podcast has to be done so ian with mild heartache still has to recap this wonderful and also recap this at ten fifty three in the morning on sunday england time when i can't drink beer i could drink beer but i don't want to put across the impression i'm alcoholic and the little flappy, um, you know those little toys you can get that nod when it's sunny? My one's falling over, so I'll be back in a second. I'm sorry, that owl is never going to stop dancing. Dance, owl, dance. I've got an owl to owl. Anyway, this, I just, rubbish teen stuff. Oh, there's a literally school lesson which is tangentially connected to the main plot because all lessons in movies are tangentially connected to the main plot, which is, uh, it makes sense. It really does make sense, but at the same time, it's like, anyway, um, dude, the, dude who's the best friend of the guy who's going out for the main woman, he's looking at photos of, F, of them as kids, and oh, oh, he found a weird photo, sort of a creepy woman in black and white. And, oh, there's more photos. He gets looking through them, and he's sort of like, I don't see anything. But there's a man there, and man's getting closer to him, more he flips the photos. Oh, no, the photo's coming to life. It's turning to FOV video, video player video from, like, late, mid-2000s. And, oh, the teacher walks up and punches this book. Why? Teachers don't do that. 
Even in my day, teachers did not do that. Anyway, he takes the book back, but he does take the phone away. Um, Elliot is looking up the bye-bye man. There's nothing online, so he types in don't set, don't think it, and led me here to the dead archives in Redmond. He's found something in the folder. Oh, it's don't think, don't set, don't think, don't set. Surely at this point he's got him. <laughs> and they're having chat for librarian, but why is it in Dead Files? The Dead Files sounds really cool. That'd be a great name for a movie. Anyway, it turns out Larry Redman wrote some shit back in the day um, about something. A teenage murdered a bunch of people. When asked why to do such thing, it's like, bye bye, man, me. Need to... This seems like a rubbish version of the Slender Man mythology. Anyway, then the published article that teenager told reporters to write, but Larry Redman's infamous. He took a shotgun and he murdered eight friends and family members. We saw that in the opening. That's a callback to the first scene. And we're getting first scene again. People are too stupid to realise it's a callback. Oh, we're getting more footage. Anyway, um, the kid's mother tries to hang off Larry and gets shot. And Gazelle runs out and stupidly throws a book at Larry and gets shot. Stop throwing books at him, you moron. What do you think you accomplished? Seriously. It's so bad. Got fifth minutes. And then Larry can't blow his own head off. Because he's run out of ammunition. So he stares at what he's done. Alexander looked at the waves and realised there was nothing left to conquer. He steps over Gizzo, walks in the kitchen, and he's trying to find the makeshift murder weapon. This is very heavy rain, you know, it's sort of like, you can kill yourself. You can cut, oh, bye bye man, walks past in the background, and Larry doesn't see him. Instead, Larry Redman, I'm guessing, shout out to Stu Redman from the stand, although this is a weird shout out. He grabs a bottle of bleach or something. I guess he's going to drink it. He hears howling. Oh no, it's a bye-bye man and his dog. Oh no, oh, doggy. Oh, the dog starts biting. And Larry's sort of like, you won't win. I'm going to drink Drano and I won't let you win. And so he drinks the drain cleaner and bye-bye man looks at him. Oh shit, it's budget Voldemort. Voldemort Joker. And Larry falls down dying. Or they wouldn't die that quick. Surely. Anyway, bye-bye man's like, wait, wait, just a second. So Larry said, I'm not going to let you win to bye-bye man and then commit suicide. So bye-bye man's won because bye-bye man's stupid. Maybe his train gets delayed if people don't, if people reveal the truth about him. But then talk, don't think it, don't say it. Why? It, the very act of writing don't, or saying don't think it, don't say it to someone they're going to think or say it. It's the equivalent of inception. If you tell someone not to do something, they'll do it. It's reverse psychology. So if he hadn't said anything, the boy by mind with Stoop had victims, you know? God, this is so this is so convoluted. This is worse than that Truth or Dare movie. He just wrote it. And he's like, I can't write either. And then crosses out. But he still wrote it. Consent, I'm drinking... A lovely dark Pepsi from my lovely dark Pepsi glasses that my lovely brother got me because I know good people. 
I got mild heartache by no good people. And when I say mild heartache, I don't mean literally I'm about to have heart attack. I just mean, you know, stuff going on as it tends to. Even your faithful multi-successful podcast producers and creators, we occasionally have, you know, romance stuff and things, stuff and fans, you know. And that's what happens here. I'm trying not to go in detail on it because my 2019 goal is to be a... Well, men goals, but one of them is to be a better person. And the other one's not to... um. I don't know what's going on. I'm ignoring this movie. Anyway. Oh, he's Elliot's been in the library for seven hours. Wouldn't have shut. I don't understand. Elliot, go home, I guess. It's a really bad movie. I don't... I really don't want to be cruel, mate, doing these podcasts, but this is really bad. This is just... Like, I usually have girt people because movies that are competent, and I think movie looks competent, then it means there's a baseline for it. But this looks atrocious. Apps. No, I mean, it doesn't look atrocious. It's it's okay. It's There's no glaring errors in shooting. It's very matter-of-fact. Um, no visual impressions, really. But the problem is, no, it's not... How pull it? Anyway, um, Sasha and Elliot, and uh, Sasha and Dubra hang out. He sees them and uh, hugging each other, and they look sad, and they might make out. And John's calling Elliot's calling over. He's sort of like, "What's going on?" And John's like, "I don't know." So Elliot starts sneaking into inside the door of a department store. And see, right here's here's what buzz about movies like this. If I was writing this, I'm not saying I'm best writer on plan because I'm not. But if I was writing this, oh shit, bye, my man appeared. But if I was writing that, I'd have something where someone came out of the store and talked to him and make a scene out of it. Don't just have him loitering there because I find those little idiosyncratic moments of stuff like someone like Woody Allen, despite the fact no criticised him in like Let's Make a Movie, it's something he's really good at. He's pointing out little magical moments that pop up when you just have two, a character who. Uh, one of the main characters interact with a side character or one off day character if you would day player and just have a really sort of interesting moment like what happened if someone came out here and they had a chat you know or something like that but you never get the impression with moves like this you get the impression there's like seven people on the entire planet and none of this matters and only seven people interact and that's fine if they've got diverging or interesting personalities. It's that, it's always something they do your thing when whenever they do a bot episode, it's fine because all characters are so good at interacting with each other that they just pop off fantastically, you know? Anyway, they've gone to um a goth woman and the bye bye man and Elliot's saying we need to find bye bye man and this woman's saying, No, he's found us and Elliot's like, What? No, it's too early. It's like you've been thinking about him all along, Elliot, you douchebag. More you think about him closer he gets. Elliot's like, what? No. It's like, we're seeing shit. They are seeing shit. They're seeing shit and it's turned her white because she was a lot, lot more tanned before. Obviously, she has got off. I can't remember. Anyway, Bye Bye Man comes there on train. So, you know, there's that. Uh, oh, they're doing... I guess this is a metaphor. Bye Bye Man comes on train... And it's a metaphor for an STD, I believe. Well, I think It Follows did this a lot better. It Follows was a really good movie that um, had the idea of a killer that you can't 
you beat it, but it will keep coming back, which was, I guess, a strongly worded metaphor or analogy for sexually transmitted infections. Like, if you keep having undetected sex, then you're going to get more infections, you know? With random strangers, like they were doing in that movie. And it's kind of weird, because you stop it by having sex. In It Follows, you stop the monster by having sex. But then when it's date with FMAs, it comes back, which is quite a cool idea, really. And anyway, why am I talking about It Follows? That's a much better movie with a great soundtrack. Anyway, um, the goth sees an, an accident. And it's like, what are you doing? Because it's clearly a hallucination. Oh, and they find a hammer. He finds a hammer in this goth woman, Kim's bag. And Kim runs for the um, car that she thinks knocked over, but there isn't a car. Kim keeps running, saying, so have to assist him. And then it's like, we see, she sees family on train track. He's like, there's a train, a real train that's coming. It's not by my man's train. And Kim's like, no, let me, let me. And it, train driver's like, get the fuck off the track. And Kim's like, no. And train driver tries pulling brake. But clearly it's not going to stop because it um, takes a mile to stop. Oh, shit. Kim down, Kim down. Not fucked up by by the midnight murder train or whatever. It's midnight meat train. And Ed looks like, oh shit. Are we crossing over of the midnight meat train? I won't get fucked up by Vingy Jones. He's terrified that thought Vingy Jones coming out. Or maybe maybe Bradley Cooper, you know? He's terrified. Or that woman from um Poplar. Any of those three coming after him is like, I won't be in fucking sequel midnight meat train. Nope. Although I much for that's what I like about and I'm sort of rambling here. That's what I like about ideas or movies by people like Clive Barker. If a movie's got a story by Clive Barker, it might not be a great movie, but it'll go in an interesting place. And that's something I don't like about things like Bye Bye Man, because they don't go to an interesting place. They're almost exactly like you predict it's gonna be. Which is one of the reasons why, for example, Friday 13th, A New Beginning, I think it's part five, is my favourite of all Friday 13th movies because it is completely weird and insane. And it's got kind of... Obviously, it's not Twin Peaks because David Lynch enough doing it's not as good, but it's got that weird sensibility to it where you have these weird characters and there's actually some ideas and logic and depth put to the characters surface depth granted that's more than most Friday Fridays movies or Sash movies but it's so strange and so bizarre and it's got uh, such a weird aesthetic to it like it feels like it's discordant to what genre should be so it's a really cool movie to watch and I, I wish more Sash movies do stuff like that it's why I really hated about Truth or Dare because they had such a fascinating thing so many fascinating ways they take moving. They took it in none of those ways. Same thing with The Purge. The Purge movies aren't bad. But The Purge boils down to essentially an assault from Precinct 13 style aesthetic. You know? And there's so many more options they could do with it. Like, it doesn't always have to be about people trying to murder off people. It can be about, I don't know, voter fraud or something like that. Insurance fraud, you know? You can take it so many different ways. And it feels like a lot of these times they don't really have the imagination to do that. And I know what people are going to say. They're going to say stuff like, oh, Nightmare on Elm Street didn't really do it either. But if you watch Nightmare on Elm Street Part 1, if you watch Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, which is essentially a movie about 
repressed sexuality. You know, just regardless of what they say, that movie's clearly about a, conf a teenage boy who's confused sexually, and Freddy is a metaphor and anti for that. You know? And then in Nightmare like, on Street Part 3, Dream Warriors, is about Nancy from the first movie and a bunch of kids team up and kick Frey's ass, which is nothing like the other two movies. It's such a great idea. And I wish Slash movies would do that more. And also I wish Carrie Moss wouldn't be in shit like this. Because we're going back to the movie. She's Detective Shaw. And I'm going to be honest, I genuinely think Carrie Moss is one of the most undrafted actresses of her generation. I haven't seen um, Jessica Jones season two, but I thought she's excellent in Jessica Jones. I thought she's really good in Matrix. I thought she was fantastic in um, Memento. And I think she's unfortunately just stuck in limbo because no one seems to know how to write for women over a certain point. Anyway, Sasha and Elliot and John are freaking out because they're seeing shit and it's not there. And Detective Shaw is like, "There's, there's no blood. I'm not having, I'm not having my period. There's no blood." And Detective Shaw at this point must be thinking, "These people, these what guys are all high as fuck." Oh, she's bleeding from mouthing eyes. These people are so high. I take them all in for questioning, you know. Anyway, Detective Shaw sort of like, look, you need to stay back, Elliot. Let John and Sasha fuck. And he, Elliot's like, what? She's like, let them. And he looks. And he, oh shit, bye-bye man's there. With his dog, the bye-bye dog. They came on bye-bye train. But when he, when Elliot runs over, there's no, there's just cop there and dog. He's like, what? That cop's very, very pleasant. He's sort of like, what is it? He's very nice, you know? And dog's angry, but cops are like, no, no, it's cool, it's cool, calm down, dog. Dog, what's up, mate? What's up? You know? So, yeah. And Tech Shaw is like, look, I know you're boyfriend, but John's going to take her home. We, Me and you are going to talk a bit. And Ella and John get into an argument over whether Sasha told anyone about Bye Bye Man. But he just fought it. You just fought it, you know, and now he's thinking it, and now Sasha's thinking it. This is so stupid. They created an arbitrary rule which everyone, it's a contradiction in terms. It's a conundrum too, you know. Saying don't think it, someone's going to think it, but movie doesn't really dwell on that, you know. It just turns into, oh. And also, I hate cop characters in these movies because they act like it's straight from the real, they act like this is a realistic cop drama. But it's not given enough shading for it, you know? It's like, if you're going to have that, you need to have everything amped up in weirdness. Or you need to have an arc where the cop eventually figures out that it's real and comes after it. I would love to see a slasher movie where they tell the cop what's going on. And the cop's like, I believe you. And they're like, why? And she's like, no one make that shit up. And also, I'm trained to r figure out if someone genuinely looks psychotic or, you know, because cops are meant to have that instinct. They're meant to be observant people. But no, they always sort of like, no, it's not real. It's not like fucking Truthful Dare movie, that shitty movie. Where cops like, I don't believe you. I don't believe anything you're saying. It's like, this seems weird that you wouldn't have caught the killers otherwise, you know? It's just stupid. Anyway, Detective Sean Ellett are talking, and it's um, 
she's asking questions like, why chase Kim? Like, this is a David Fincher moving. And it's like, this isn't Dave Fincher. No, this is Slash movie. This is Eli Roth. And she's like, no, 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 it's, it's Dave Fincher. You know, this is Michael Mann. I'm a cop. I'm going to find the bad guy. I can assist you. I'll take you to the corner fourth and down, you know. And Ed looks like, I'm not Al Pacino and you're not Rob. You're not Al Pacino and I'm not Rob De Niro. You know, it's like that vibe. I wish I was watching Heat, by the way. Got such maggy death podcast to do. I got this, um, and then I'll do Hangball Watch probably on Thursday, and then I got NXT to do. I love how these recaps come into like Q and A slash bitching session slash updating you on podcasts and my life in general. But I have to pick better movies. I really have to pick better movies. This this is a new low. This is such a low for me in so many ways. This is this feels like rock bottom. And at the same time, I found out that my most popular episodes are either about cannibals or zombies or cannibal zombies. Those are my best episodes. So why am I doing an episode on Buy My Man after my episodes on Green Inferno, for some reason, are, are mega popular? And last week's one... On, and one, one on Bye Bye Man, not so popular. The one last week with Hannibal Watch, not so popular. Glass, not so popular. Cannibals and Zombies and My Bread and Butter. And I do a movie about Bye Bye Man. Where, look, okay, someone is eaten, or parts of someone eaten, but it's by a dog. And I don't know what you say. Maybe you're into, maybe you like movies about dogs eating people. And if that's the case, catch me on Twitter. Uh, shit, I always forget what Twitter is. Send me a message or catch me on Twitter or something and say, watch Cujo. You know? Shit. Oh, Fright. So, Friday Night Fright podcast. You know, something. Friday Night Fright podcast. Catch me on Twitter or leave a message on any of the podcast things I use or send me a voice message on Anchor or whatever. If you want me to recap Cujo, I'll recap Cujo and I'll watch a doggy, a friendly doggy eating people. Oh, look, there's some Jamie Bamber from fucking Battlestar Galactica. Seriously, like, how pissed off must this, must, like, Ed, the son of Edward James Old must be, be starring this piece of shit. Not even starring, I was saying last one. Co starring. And he's even told by Elliot, look, fuck off and go back to Battlestar Galactica. And he's like, I can't. You're my family. And he's like, I'm not. I'm not a son of Edward James Olmos. Fuck off, you know? And he, Edward, Jamie Bamber looks so sad. He's like, I saved all my pennies for this. Although he's probably been paid six figures for this. So what do I know? God, I really want to play Resident Evil 2. There's got to be a way to play a game like Resident Evil 2 and do a podcast episode, you know? There has to be a fucking way. I mean, I could Twitch it, but I'm trying to build up my followership here first, you know? Anyway, Edward walks in and hears Sasha and John having sex. He thinks. He's probably imagining it. Or he's probably fantasising about it. But he hears some moaning. And John's like, yeah! And he bash open the door and Sasha is... Oh, shit. He sees them. And John and Sasha are in flagranto. And Elliot grabs a baseball bat and John's there naked. John's like, take your best shot, Elliot. Oh, shit! He's, Elliot hits John for the baseball bat and Elliot's like, the fuck's wrong with you? Although he'd be unconscious at this point, surely. Sasha's on bed, but she's fully clothed. And Elliot, John falls down, remembering that he has to serve a baseball bat to the head. And, uh, oh, shit, John is fucked up. 
But surely John would be like, you know, try to defuse the situation because you literally know that you're all seeing shit and it's not really happening. Anyway, Watkins is phoning up. Who the fuck is Watkins? Elliot answers phone, as is his want. And Mrs. Watkins is trying to talk to Elliot. Elliot's like, what? He's like, hello. And what? she's been having some really strange... Thought. Why would you phone... Oh, no, don't say by my man's name. Why would you talk to him? John looks like he's fucking dead. Miss Watkins sort of like, maybe I'll come over and see you. He's like, I'm so sorry. She's sorry too. Believe me, she's having the most vivid thoughts and she... Oh, no, she's doddled off. Oh, shit. Um, apparently, Elliot's found something about Redmond. Larry Redmond, Larry Redmond, writer, it's his nightstand. Miss Watkins. He says, Elliot says he'll see you later. He might have fits this. And Miss Watkins goes, you're welcome. That was the most pointless phone call ever. She's so dead. Oh, she's got a knife. Oh, shit. Oh, she's murdered someone. She's murdered a couple of people. Oh, you, you asshole, Miss Watkins. And Elliot's like, look, John, I almost murdered you with a bat, but it's going to be okay. We're going to be safe. We're going to be okay. And John's like, Nrah. He's like, look, I can't call fucking ambulance because you'll say it, you'll say it, you'll say it, you'll say it because I messed you up, getting fucking covered. I'm going to smash the nightstand. So Elliot's like, you fucking piece of shit nightstand, get over here. And he grabs it and he's like, I'm going to fucking kill you. And nightstand's like, you ain't going to do shit. And Elliot's like, you are going out the window. And nightstand's like, nah, I'm not. So he walks outside of it. And nightstand's like, yeah, you can't do shit for me, you fuck. Elliot's like, I'm going to fuck you up. And nightstand's like, nah, fuck you. He throws, ah, he throws it. And nightstand's like, you fuck. And he doesn't even go and check if it's smashed. But Sasha is taking her wrap off a bit. And she's still lying in bed. Elliot's like, look, I'll be back soon. Elliot, come home. Also, I'm taking this bit of paper. You found her. Now I'm going to go talk to her. You know? And please, don't fuck John. Because he's probably got a concussion. Don't touch him. John's got a concussion. I'll hit him with a baseball bat. I'm going to go murder Widow Redmond, all right? Let me go. So then John... Elliot's in... In casting a song called Bye Bye Happiness. Hello, Loneliness. Things going to cry. Why would you say worth Bye Bye? Although I really wish they would have had Bye 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 by NSYNC, you know, play. Is Elliot functionally stupid? Why is he singing a song about dying and saying Bye Bye? You know, the more you say that, the more you'll think about Bye Bye Man and quicker his train will get there. It's scientifically proven that if you think about Bye Bye Man, his train will get there. Oh, shit. Where's Bye Bye Man? If Bye Bye Man came in right now, I'd ask him to comment on this movie right away. You know? I think he'd have a lot of exciting inserts insights into this movie and also he would go after everyone involved with this movie instead of going after me because i'd be like look by man i've been thinking about you because this movie hasn't this movie has thousands of people work on it so you deal with them then come back to me afterwards oh the owls owl the owls stop dancing dance you stupid owl sorry i'll be back in a sec dance So the widow Redmond, um, her husband wrote for Restra and the widow Redmond's like, get out of my house. You're either deaf or defective, but either way, fuck off. And he's like, I can't, I need to find him. And the widow Redmond's like, no, 
Simple, no. Then when she relents and they start a fire, he asks what she can remember, and she's like, "There's," he says, "There's a train, gold coins, and with a reference like there's a hound." He came to Larry with the hound. What Larry told me gave me nightmares. Made him stop with the hound. Ella understands, and so I need you to tell me everything he said in excruciating detail, please. And she's like, I'm old, I'm going to die. And where a teenager murdered his family, and poked around, Larry poked around like Good News reporter, and he had rumours about a man, an evil man, an evil man with a hound, a kind of reaper that drove the teenager mad. Larry had gone nosing round and writing it down. And then it came to Larry too. And nightmare, this name we must not think or say. Voldemort. <laughs> but just three days after Larry got back from Iowa, he like widow Redmond came back from work, October twentieth, nineteen sixty nine. The day her life went turn, turn, turn <laughs> Who fucking talks like that? Larry is having mental breakdown. He's ri- How is he written on fucking ceiling? Widow Redmond walks in before she's a widow and so like, Larry, she's asking, Larry, how do you write on the ceiling? He's like, don't think, don't say it. And she's like, no, really, Larry, that's very neat writing on ceiling. How did you achieve that? And Larry's like, don't, don't think it, don't say it. She's like, Larry, how the fuck did you write perfectly on the ceiling? How were you up there that long? Larry's like, look, I tracked down the story. She's like, Larry, I, I understand. I understand that. How the fuck did you write on the ceiling that neatly? How were you suspended up there? How did you maintain your balance? How did you manage to properly dot the I's and T's? How the fuck did you do that? And Larry starts crying. She's like, okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why... I've got enough questions. Why the fuck do you do that? He's like, I don't know. I don't know, right? And she's like, Larry, just go bang. He's like, look, the hound. The hound was there. That's how you know he's coming. When you see the hound and he coins, you remember this because teenagers can visit you in 40 years. When you see the hound and when you hear the hound and you see the coins, you must tell the teenager this. You must tell her. You must tell exactly what I'm saying to a teenager in 40 years. And she's like, Larry, how do you write on the ceiling? I don't understand. He's like, the fuck the ceiling? You must pay, repeat exactly this to the teenager in 40 years. Stop obsessing about it. She's like, I can't. Literally, I, all this writing, when you're saying don't say it, don't think it, literally, that's all I can think about. And Larry's like, look, I need my shotgun. And we're like, oh, no, 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 no. He's like, look, all I'm saying is don't ask me about the ceiling anymore. I can't explain it, and I don't have time. And he's like, look, I didn't do this. I didn't do it. She's like, I literally saw you writing on the walls as you entered. And he's like, no, no, it wasn't me. It was him. He's like, I saw you writing on the walls. Calm down, okay, Larry, calm down. Look, I don't know how you wrote on the ceiling. Larry's like, for fuck's sake, I'm out. I'm not doing for this shit. You keep asking. You keep asking about the ceiling. Fuck off, I'm leaving. I'm gonna murder some people. It's all your fault. If you hadn't asked about the ceiling, I wouldn't be in this state. She's like, Larry, about the ceiling. I'm like, fuck the ceiling. And he leaves. Anyway, we cut to the present day, and Ella looks like, How did you survive? And she's like, I didn't beat it. I never knew it. What? 
The first one that told me name, he'd have killed me with rest. My husband controlled himself. Husband wrote naming nightstand you sold and I read it. He typed in dead article and I read it too. Don't you say it. He hasn't spared you and he got me. He's in me now. He's in my friends. Like, well, that that's rape, but he's dead, so he can't. Kill all ones you told first and then kill yourself. That's the only way to survive. It's the only way. How would you know that's the only way? How would anyone know? Because F1 died. He's like, no, there has to be another way. Don't say it, don't think it, it's a clue. Look. Oh God, he's coming. What are you talking about? You didn't bring him here. Don't sit, see what? The track, like, his name, he's in your head. He makes us see things, hear things, tries, tricks make us afraid. He makes us afraid, then he grows, and she's like, the more scared we are, the more real he gets. And we're everyone's like, you fucking psychopath, get out of my house. And he's like, oh, I know, I know it now. We give him power. And she's like, that that doesn't make any sense. Because he's he's here regardless. Edlitz he, starts freaking out. And the weird reference like, get the fuck out of my house. She's like, how could you figure out my Larry not? And she sets herself on fire. Oh, I think it's by accident. But... Oh, the gun's jammed. There's no bullets in the gun. Oh, it turns out that's a dream. That's a hallucination. Because Larry Edlitz snapped out of it. And we're reference like, come on, try enough trick. Come on, try it. And he's like, you can't. You have powers. But where are you? Where are you? He keeps screaming. Where are you? Fuck. Oh, my God. Sasha! And then runs out. And we're reference like, I wish I'd been set on fire. That was... Uh, that was almost as bad. That flashback was terrible in so many ways. I'm sorry keep blurting on about this. I don't know how that man wrote on the ceiling. Unless he was being possessed by the bye-bye man. But rules of this movie clearly state that the bye-bye man can distort your personal reality and make you see shit that isn't there. You know, that's what he can do. He has a can. He has a dog that eats human flesh, and a train, and he can turn invisible with. But he can't make you write on the ceiling. That's that's possession. If he can possess you, then he doesn't need to do any of the shit. Oh, I think Detective Shaw's dead. I don't know what she's doing in the middle of the road, but anyway. And you also don't know how if you hit someone, your car flips over. Hit them dead on, how's your car to flip? I guess if there's a ramp nearby. Maybe Bye Bye Man made a ramp, I don't know. It's fucking ludicrous. Like, we, I knock all famous slashes. Like, Jason at this point pretty much has the ability to just fucking take powers from people. He's Pete, he's the silent slash Pete Petrelli of the Nightmare Universe. But this seems really far-fetched. Oh, no, uh, Miss Weekins is dead. She's going to stab Elliot. How the fuck is she still alive? He smashed into full volume, full force. He thinks it's a trick. It's not a trick. No, you actually crushed her, although she should be smashed to smithereens. She would not have fallen over to the side of the road. And Elliot's like, look, you want tricks? I'll get tricks. I'm going to walk home. This is rubbish.
This is actually, actually rubbish. What a fucking way to kick off a Sunday, am I right? Jesus Christ, she's still asleep. State of this movie, countless staying stasis between scenes. Like, this is so bad. She... I would really love it. I'd really love at some point to sort of just as an exercise, take one of these terrible movies and use have same characters, the same rough plot, but remake it in a better way. Because, for example, in this scene, instead of having Sasha call out Elliot, I'd have her do some investigation or something like that. You know, some urgency, some agency. Instead of like her cat rock is she's sick and sleepy, and Elliot's talking out all shit. Well, John's been thrown in the basement and lying on steps. You know, it's just, there's enough, there's no meat here. Which is surprising, because it's a, in the same continuity as Midnight Meat Train. So it should be some meat. God, it's cold as fuck. John's walking around with a great, great two concussion as Sasha's walking around, looking very confused. Anyway, she's upstairs, and John is calling for her. She looks in the mirror and it's like, oh God, I know what she sees. Something she's probably got like flaky skin or something or spot or something. I don't know. She looks thinks she looks like shit. John walks in, sees her, and goes, "There you are." She's in the bathroom, and she sees Elliot. Oh. Oh, she seems happy. Elliot is back, and John's just gonna go with it. Because this movie needs to get extra creepy, and where he sees Kim walking forward, and she's covered in blood. You know, as as it's a one. And Elliot's back. Elliot John is backing off as Sasha Kim is walking forward. Elliot John's like, John Elliot is like, I want this. It's Sasha. Kim Sasha's like, you do. John Elliot's like, I don't, I don't, I'm not happy with this. Get away because you're covered in blood. Although at this point, what cracks me up is he doesn't say, Kim, get away from me. And Sasha doesn't say, no, Sasha's saying Elliot is me, but. John Elliot's not saying Kim get away from me you know just say the name Kim say Kim is covered in blood you're Kim get away you know anyway John's trying to get out house but can't for some reason this is really stupid this is so awful it's a really bad Scooby Doo episode Why wouldn't Sasha just blow? Okay, I'll stay away from you for a bit. I don't understand why she's still pursuing him. Just like go, just say I'm going to chill out, you know. Oh, don't write name down, you fucking moron. John grabs some scissors. He Edlet's trying to tell him it's a trick, and Sasha just got stabbed, I guess, with scissors. Oh, shit. Kim Elliot, Sasha's been stabbed by John. And Elliot gets to grips and John's trying to stab Elliot. And Elliot, John's, you have to kill him now. He try, oh, he shoots Elliot in gut. Although it might have been simpler ways to deal with that situation. And Elliot's like, well, I knew I was going to have to do this. So get off me. And you get a shot off the ceiling. Oh, shit. 
Oh, no, it wasn't John, it was Sasha. What? That doesn't make any sense. This doesn't... Oh, he shot Sasha and said, John. And John's lying down with um, staff marks in his face. This is so stupid. On so many levels. Like, this is a tragedy, and in some regards it should be moving and emotional, but his character is also awful. You know, in real life, if someone dies, it's sad because that person legitimately doesn't exist. In a movie, you have to do more. You can't just have this character's died, you know, in this way. But it's enough hallmark to the fact that you can write scenes like this. Anyway, oh, by my man, stop the hound is there. He's like, Row. lights flicker and hound. Oh, that's. I wish they'd gone actual dog instead of the CGI monstrosity. It's adorable, but like just a stupid dog who's like, Row. I mean, but that's just the way these movies can never have fucking sense of humour. And there's Voldemort, and Voldemort's like, come with me, Elliot. Come with me, boy. Elliot's like, I don't want to. He's like, you must be my horror crux, boy. Elliot, John's like, no, no. And Elliot's like, I've got to murder you. I murdered Sasha. I might as well go and murder you too. And then my save. And by my man's like, come with me, boy. I will give you infinite power. He's, sorry, he's putting out his finger like he's E.T. He's like, Elliot, come home. Come home, Elliot. He actually touches Elliot's head and shows him um, a flashback. I don't know why. I don't know what he's doing. Oh, no, he's going to go after some other people, I guess. Maybe Elliot's parents. And Elliot's like, I would kill them unless you... It's by my man not really thinking things through. It's, oh, no, he's going to murder the um, family of the um, the other two. Elliot's brother. And so, like, I'll kill them both. This is very palpitating. So, like, unlimited black. Oh, man, this is rubbish. So, they basically signed both of this. I've seen this piece of shit before. You know Elliot's can murder him safe. But I also don't know why you come over unannounced, you know? Fuck off, he's saying. Fuck off to Ed James Olmos and Belscar Glack. He's like, we're not going to. The kid's like, oh, open up. And Elliot's like, look, I'm having this breakdown. I don't want to see you. She's got the pee, apparently, and he's like, get to the truck. Oh, shit. This is so awful. He's he's Jane Bamber's turning his daughter to go piss outside and he's like, Ed, look, look, I don't understand. This move doesn't make any sense. Oh shit, Sash is thrown down the staircase. 
bye bye man it's like just say my name say my name bitch and the hound is come downstairs he's like and bye bye man's like hound get him no don't say his name you fuck bye bye man's like say my name bitch no don't say it murder murder yourself boy suicide's the only way sometimes Especially when you're in home roof like this and Voldemort's are like, I want... Voldemort's really downgraded. He was sent back in time after he's beaten by Harry and turned into Bye Bye Man. Anyway, he's like, my hound. My my hound. My, he's one of my horcruxes. I'll, I'll make you my bitch. My, my horcrux. I lost a boy. And Bye Bye Man's like, no, no. My one weakness. Teenagers committing suicide. It's like, don't you do it. Don't you do it. Boom! Voldemort tried launching and it spelled Armis, but didn't work. But anyway, Elliot's still alive. Oh no, house is on fire. Wait, what? Oh, this must be this must be in that replica of night that Harry Potter's parents died. Like it's it's one of the Bible Man's games. <laughs> I'm sorry, this is so shit. Anyway, um Oh shit, she's found a cabinet, hasn't she? The the uh, book thing, the bedside cabinet but to my knowledge they never made the sequel so it's okay although I bet they have let's go to Wikipedia god I hope they haven't it's fucking rubbish There's, when you get 20% on iTunes that says it all oh it was based on a chapter the bridge to body island in Robert Damon Schnett's book the president's vampire I guarantee you that that original... Oh, I'm so glad this made fuck all money. And they haven't announced the sequel yet, thank God. Oh, yeah. Right. Made in Cleveland. That explains everything. Oh, so awful. I'm so glad this is done. I'm so cold. Oh, look. The house is on fire. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, is that Detective Shaw has just arrived? The fire can't hurt him anymore. I'm pretty sure it can. You know, because you won't be able to identify the body. Oh, they didn't find cabinet. So, apparently, oh. Oh, Watkins murdered her kids. And they're blaming Elliot for all the crimes. And they're telling Tex Shaw, look, this move makes no sense. And you had him... You had him in custody and he murdered all his people after you let him go. And she's like, no, I taught them. If something's going on, I feel it. It's like, there ain't no shit going on. It's not going to be a sequel. Let the sh- let the case go. Let it go. Get back to the station. You got shit to do, all right? You got shit to do. We're not getting into the supernatural bullshit. I'm going home. Fucking get to the station right up report. And she was like, doesn't make any goddamn sense. Jane Bamber's driving away with his kid. She's like, oh, well, why don't you say goodbye? And it's like, look, your uncle shot himself in the head and then he's set on fire. He's dead. We can't say goodbye. It's not going to be a funeral. He's already been cremated. Anyway, she's like, oh, I was given some coins. And Jane Bamber's like, no, no, who, who gave you coins? He didn't give you any coins. He must have left them out, left me fine. It's like, no, no, why, why did he do that? That doesn't make any sense. What do you mean, left them out where? She's still like in the little table. Jane Bamber's like, what the fuck? It's t- next to the trash cans. Ooh. Jane Bamber's like, what the fuck? W- was there anything it's in the table? Anything that's out of the sequel? She's like, no. Just some writing. It's like, what writing? 
is this sequel? Is this setting up sequel? What's it say, honey? She's like, Daddy, you know I can't read in the dark. And he's sort of like, oh, good. What do you think I am? Flashlight? They're like, ha, 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 ha. not going to be a sequel. We're going to drive away freedom, honey. Fuck this movie. <laughs> I love that they... I bet that they finished this movie. They had that scene originally. She had read what was in that cabinet. And it was going to set up a sequel. And they're like, fuck this shit. No, Detective Shaw is going to read it instead. Fucking sake. Oh, no, she's not. There's one alive. John's alive. Oh, no. She's like, she's trying to say something. Tech short, like, I'm listening. It won't matter. It does matter. Tell me what it is. I need a sequel. I need, I need to be starved the sequel. Big cop drama. It's okay, I'm here. I won't be in sequel. She wants to know. And John's like, oh, I'm going to die anyway, so fuck it. It's the, it's the, but bye, 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 man. Bye, bye, dog. And bye, bye, train. Tech short, like, what? And then that ends. And they decided that they weren't going to make a sequel of Carrie Moss. And it's directed by Stacey Title. It was a... Was that a female horror director? Oh, I feel terrible with criticizing this. I... Oh, God. I feel so bad. Oh... Holy shit. Wow. She, I mean, I have to give this one credit. She was diagnosed with ALS, Stacey Title, but she continued working Bye Bye Man even though she had it. That's pretty fucking badass. Okay, I'm going to, be, I'm going to try and be less cruel to this. Um, I think knowing that, knowing she had that and she still finished this horror movie, that's fucking legitimately badass on so many levels still not a very good movie but i'm i would bump up a bit saying that visually it was okay it wasn't like i i think the script was a failing of it but the fact that she you can make a horror movie is very difficult making a movie of any sort is very difficult but having an illness like that Holy fucking shit. What a badass. Yeah, I I won't recommend it because it wasn't... I don't think it's particularly good. But what I will say is that someone who can do that is someone you should hire to make more movies because, wow, that's amazing. Um, I, I think you could make a good movie in this style you need a better script because this script was rubbish it took itself too seriously didn't embrace the stupidity of the idea didn't really have sense of humor characters weren't redefined very much in terms of being a thriller which is netflix rates as it's not re-thrilling it's based on a chapter from a book there wasn't enough to re-get feature length um and generally it's was a bit static uh I feel harsh ripping on it knowing that because that's genuinely as an amazing achievement make, getting a movie made while going through that and I don't think it's hard enough in general but God, Jesus Christ like um yes yeah, so I'm going to rescind my criticism a bit I still think it's absolutely ridiculous and I think it's really really bad and I think 
the Bye Bye Man is one of the stupidest characters in the history of cinema, definitely slash movies, and it wasted Carrie Ann Moss. She should have been in a lot more, but do I have fun watching it? I don't think I read it, and I don't think I'll be revisiting it anytime soon, but hey, you know, that's the end of the Bye Bye Man. Um, so, yeah. Uh, the next segment will be Move Your Porn. It's a halfway point this episode. And then after that, I'll watch the bit. And then I'll let you guys know at the end of the episode whether it's porn or not. So, catch you in a few minutes. Hi, so I hope this is in. So I hope you enjoyed the... Um, Recap of Bye Bye Man Part 2. I was quite cruel in my treatment for the movie, but I state my point and maintain that despite moves not being good, the fact that it was made at all given those circumstances is mind-blowing. So what's going to be happening next week? Well, you'll get a new episode next Friday, but then, I mean, I'm really with for a few days, so hopefully I'm working on doing some content down there, some friends, the um, Live from Wales stuff I guess you could call it yeah so we're going to do some stuff live from our within Wales and at the same time um what do I call it yeah I mean I hopefully I'll get a handle watch them for next week and I'm going to go to really get invested because I want to cover zombie flesh eaters too which I've never seen and I think the best time to start is with this podcast so what I'll be doing is this weekend hopefully I'll be watching the whole thing and then I'll be adding bits and pieces from Everest with two. So some Fleshy is two is coming up. The Bay is coming up soon. Blair Witch Project Two is coming up soon. Both Shadows, my personal favourite of all Blair Witch movies, and other stuff. Gremlins at some point. Gremlins Two, um, and getting ready for the big event in May in March. I guess the big podcast special. Jesus Christ! I mean, it's gonna be crazy. Anyway. Just want to say thanks for everyone for listening and getting this podcast to 1,700 plus beat hits in total. We've jumped up over 800 this month alone, which is astounding. So thank you again. And next week, it's going to be good. Anyway, until then, this is in Austin saying, remember, life is beautiful.